Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicola Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Roddenverse series. Hello everyone and welcome to The Best Damn Camp, a Royal Universe read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Rolden in timeline order. I'm a friendly neighbourhood lesbian author and host, Fran. Welcome to the show. Today we are continuing our timeline journey with the House of Hades section entitled Pain of Curses, which is from pages 227 to 245. As always, I have my points to focus on, so today I've got plot, drama, and generally what I thought of it. So let's dive in. Let's start first, of course, with the overview, which this week is from Percy's POV. And yes, I did remember that it was Percy this time and not, say, Annabeth, because I, uh, I'm i recording pretty soon after finishing reading this time. So um, I've got it the right way around. <laughs> anyway, this is Percy's POV overview. And I may be seeing these names wrong, by the way. So, the Arai are on the attack. And it's not looking good, once again, for our heroes. Every strike against the Arai inflicts a curse upon whoever killed them. And every curse is from everyone who hated or held hate to our heroes. First, Percy is stabbed through the ribs with an arrow. Then, Annabeth is blinded and vulnerable. And this isn't helped by the Arai telling Bob the truth. Percy had him lose his memories and then never came to visit him. Only Nico did, and he's the reason Bob came for Percy. With Bob conflicted, the Arai pounce, and Percy takes a blind Annabeth running. They don't get far, though, and the worst curse of all occurs. Annabeth can't see, hear, or feel Percy. She believes he abandoned her. Percy starts fighting for his life in rage, but each attack gains a new curse until he can't take it anymore, when a curse of Gorgon's blood takes him. He begs for Bob to protect Annabeth, and thankfully their conflicted mob swinger comes to help, even if he's unsure if he wants to. For now, though, he's going to get them to safety. Then we'll see where it goes. Ooh, yeah, so this is going to be a short section <laughs> this week. Uh, well... Not this week. Yeah, no, it is this week because I did have a previous short one as well because there's not too much that happens here, but it's all really good stuff that happens here. So to talk about the plot aspect, because I'm just going to get right into it because I'm not going to dilly-dally, even if this means this will be a short episode once again. Hopefully that means you guys will be happy. Bob's conflict, while not technically the biggest plot thing, is something I touched on a few episodes ago and it became super relevant, which I completely forgot it does. Percy, like I said, did not care about Bob or what happened to him. Admittedly, fair enough, he was Ipetus the Titan and he was trying to kill them. 
But since he and Annabeth were in Tartarus and Bob came down into Tartarus specifically to help them, they have then kept the fact that he did this to Bob a secret so that they could benefit from his help. What I do love that is plot related is that Percy fully recognises this and feels awful about it, even if in that moment he's desperate to get to get Bob's help it doesn't work and he knows it won't because he did this to Bob he changed Bob and then abandoned him if it weren't for Nico they'd both have long since been dead and I just think this is really like it's just kind of like come back around and I do like that we see Bob's conflict in that yeah Percy never came to see him. The only reason he came for Percy is because Nico talked about how good Percy was. But as we see, Percy is not really good because even if he made Bob the Titan, he forgot about Bob the Titan. And now he's been using him. And it kind of sucks, but it's it shows the flaws of our characters, which I really enjoy. I like that we see flaws in characters because it makes them real. But then I remember afterwards, I don't fully remember how this gets resolved or like the direct... Well, I know bits of it, obviously, because like I do remember the main beats, but I don't remember the direct aftermath of Bob's realisation about Percy or like how it's going to affect what happens next. Because... This whole thing here is that he still helps Annabeth. Percy calls out to him and begs him to help Annabeth, and he does. Because, and again, Annabeth isn't the one who did this to him, and he's still kind of conflicted, because, you know, he's being told one thing by Nico, and he's realised another thing from the Arai and from Percy himself. So his mind is fractured both ways, of someone did this to me, but this other... Yeah, it's just I just like I guess it's technically a character moment it's plot related because it leads to the trouble that we're in of Percy is kind of technically dying right now from Gorgon's poison and we're in a tough spot because Bob though trying to help um, even if he's conflicted about doing so can't there's quite literally nothing that he can do because it's really bad but he's going to help as much as he can by taking to him to someone who he thinks can help. And I just, I just like it. I like it. It's a really interesting aspect, similar with the drama aspect of the callbacks via the curses. It's, it's really fun. And there is a controversial thing that I'm going to be bringing up because I think a lot of people are going to disagree and I like making people disagree with me. But yeah, so the callbacks that we do have is Grace in the ranch hand, who was killed with the arrows through all three of its stomachs. I think I'm right with this. Polyphemus, who curses Annabeth for her nobody trait, which is a Sea of Monsters reference. So we've got Battle of the Labyrinth, Sea of Monsters. Calypso's curse that Annabeth will be left behind, also Battle of the Labyrinth related. And then Phineas and the Gorgon's Blood, which is from Son of Neptune. So more recent. And yeah, the callbacks are really fun. I enjoyed them. Uh, <laughs> we get random ones like a twitch in the eye and like it's like just feeling warm in some areas. I, don't, I can't remember what it was exactly, which I would like to know. <laughs> As Percy said, 
who cursed him to have a twitch in his eye because that's a hilarious curse but it's the sort of thing you like it's like the whole thing is like i i hope your pillows are never cool like the small little irritating things people do kind of like say to people who've pissed them off (laughs) so i imagine if it's just like a random person at camp half blood who like was really pissed off with person like kind of hated them for a period of time and they just wished that and it became like a like a a curse uh (laughs) i don't know just like it just I want to know what the prerequisite is for the curses from the Arai. Like, does it have to be a true mortal enemy slash monster, etc., or someone who really, really, truly wishes it? Or can it just be someone who's just had it as a fleeting thought? Or at least a reoccurring fleeting thought sort of thing? I don't know, I just, I, I want to know the criteria. <laughs> but to, uh, the thing that I think people will find somewhat controversial for me is the one thing that I really quite liked is Calypso's curse because it makes a lot of sense. I will say, just as straight up, the thing that I disagree with how the curse happened is that I don't think it should have happened to Annabeth. I don't think Annabeth should have been the one who thinks Percy's abandoned her because I think that's just a... Like, why punish Annabeth? Like, Calypso would be cursing Percy because it's Percy who did it to her. Uh... And she doesn't know Annabeth exists. Uh, but, like, have him no longer be able to see or get to Annabeth. Like, he doesn't know where she is. That would make him panic. That would be more interesting, him no longer being able to see her. And the panic of kind of, like, thinking, oh my god, my girlfriend's without sight out there, surrounded by these evil hags. Like, what What do I do? How do I get to her? And just the pure panic. That would be That would be more of a curse than him seeing her looking for him. Uh, Just, you know, should have been a curse to Percy, not to Annabeth. Especially considering it was Percy who killed... Wait, no. Was it Percy who killed her? I can't remember now. Oh, no, it was Annabeth who killed her. Yeah, Annabeth... Okay, so I guess that makes sense because of the killing. But still, like, it doesn't make sense that Calypso would curse Annabeth. That's the only thing I disagree with. But to why I agree with Calypso's curse existing and how it's not actually out of character is because firstly this is how we find out that Calypso is still on her island she's still alone and abandoned I believe and it's been a while now (laughs) I believe Percy did say he would get her free and obviously it hasn't happened add in that he was another person who left her behind even if she knew he'd do it that's bound to hurt all the same the only thing but no, what do you mean? What do I mean? The only thing? No, sorry, it's late at night. I'm, my mind's gone. A lot of people seem to really call this a very petty and out of character moment, and admittedly, I was one of those people because I thought it was just a really random thing to have, and I, th- it's like one of those things that was kind of like, considering I know what comes soon. I was very much like, okay, this is just mentioned specifically so we get the reintroduction of Calypso and it doesn't feel like it's come out of nowhere. I see where this is going. It's stupid, but I see where it's going. Especially considering we did not need the reintroduction of Calypso. That whole thing is stupid. I hate it so much. Anyway. Um, but for someone like Calypso, who's been abandoned so often, probably had a glimmer of hope that she would, you know, be saved and no longer be punished on this island completely by herself i could understand her rage that that hasn't happened even if it's slightly misplaced 
but Percy would have gotten her hopes up. So I would understand why it would also be placed on him. But again, misplaced in the sense that it was then put on Annabeth because Annabeth is not responsible for this focus on Percy, which sounds really bad. I'm just like, yeah, no, curse Percy. Percy deserves this. But you get what I mean. Annabeth is not responsible. It's weird and random that she's the one who's punished for this. It's very... It's very... It's very not girls girls behavior um which does happen a lot in percy jackson series there's a lot of non-girls girl behavior but anyway that's a conversation for another time probably if i get to it we'll see but yeah i just i kind of liked that calypso did this curse because it would make sense this woman has been well yeah woman because she's old even if she looks young she's been consistently abandoned has been consistently forgotten about. She would be pissed off. It makes sense. But again, I would like this prerequisite for how these curses work. Because I don't feel like Calypso would continue to think punish Percy for this because she doesn't kind of give that vibes. But I could see her having that fleeting moment. So again, in this case, I want to know <laughs> what is the prerequisite. I can't say that word very well. I want to know what the parameters are for how the Arai choose their curses. Like, is it just any? I want to know. Owen, <laughs> I think you listen to this podcast. If not, I'll just message you on the Discord. Can you do an episode about the Arai and how the decisions for, you know, what curse becomes an Arai happens? Because I just, I just want to know this information. Or does any of the Percy Jackson podcasters? Maybe we should have a discussion of this on our podcast on our podcast on our discord but yeah i'm just intrigued but no one else probably is so <laughs> i will move on because that's kind of all i have to say for this specific episode and that's why i now want to know for the question of the episode what did you all think about calypso's curse do you think it made sense for her did you kind of hate it or the case let me know via the social media or dropping me an email the email is still open and i now do have the ability to check it again i got locked out briefly but i'm back in so yes let me know your thoughts on calypso's curse as always thank you all for joining me for this week's section which will join me next wednesday as we continue our own verse journey if you would like to support this podcast you can head over to patreon.com slash a healthy dose of fran to get early access to all best damn camp episodes if you would like to get involved over on social media you can find me over at best damn camp pod on instagram and twitter you can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast from spotify to apple podcast stitcher deezer and anything in between be sure to leave a rating and a review as well if you can Want to know more about my upcoming writing? Drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter. And I'll see, shall I speak to you guys next time. Bye.